Hello and welcome to episode number 113 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man, where I get to report you the latest weekly news from the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. Now, quick disclaimer, this episode is just basically NHL, where I give my thoughts on the top 10 draft picks that were drafted in the NHL, and I go over the trades that have happened between the draft and before free, before the draft and before free agency. And then, and then I will, another disclaimer, episode 114 will be based on NHL free agents and my thoughts. So nonetheless, let's get to the draft. So here are the top 10 picks. At number 10, the Black, the St. Louis Blues selected Dalibor Dvorsky. At number 9, the, the Detroit Red Wings have selected Nate Danielson. At number 8, the Washington Capitals select Ryan Leonard. Mati Mikheyev has been selected by the Philadelphia Flyers with the seventh overall pick. At number six, Dmitry Simsushev, hopefully I said it right, was selected by the Arizona Coyotes. At number five, the Montreal Canadiens selected David Reinbacher at number five. At number four, the, the San Jose Sharks selected Will, Will Smith. At number three, Adam Fantelli has been taken by the Columbus Blue Jackets. At number two, the Anaheim Ducks have selected Leo, Leo Carlson. And at number one, yawn, surprise, surprise, the Blackhawks have selected Connor Bedard, number one overall. So my overall thoughts were I was actually really shocked that Adam Fantelli got taken at number three instead of number two. Because most of us thought Adam Fantilli was going to be taken at number two, but he got taken at number three. And then very shocked with Dmitry Simashev taking a number six, despite scouting reports that he wasn't like near top 15. I really like Ryan Leonard with the Washington Capitals. So, and Will Smith with the San Jose Sharks. And more surprised that Leo Carlson was taken at number two. We'll see. The Ducks maybe saw something that they really liked. And for number one, Connor Bedard. I am pumped. I was more nervous coming up to the draft, and Connor Bedard's a Blackhawk. I am, I'm like over the moon by this. Love it. Connor Bedard will be a like future piece for the Blackhawks, and ooh, it was overall pretty good draft. And one fact: this was the first time since 2007 that no trades were made during the first day of the NHL draft. Alrighty, we have our first trade to talk about in this episode. The Colorado Avalanche have traded Alex Newhook to the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for Gianni Fairbrother, the 31st overall pick and the 37th overall pick. So right off the bat, from the Colorado Avalanche standpoint, this is kind of smart moving here and there when it comes to cap dump. Not saying the Colorado Avalanche are in complete cap dump hole, but it's basically just moving players, and I'm kind of surprised that Newhook was the one to go. Now, in terms of Gianni Fairbrother, now, quick fun fact to the audience, he was drafted third overall in the 2019 NHL draft, and he's yet to play an NHL game at the time of this recording. He honestly just spent last season in the AHL. So overall, from the Colorado Avalanche standpoint, I'm I was sort of thrown off that they had to move on from a roster player like Alex Newhook, but we'll see how free agency plays for them. And overall, we'll see what kind of a what kind of an impact Gianni Fairbrother will make 
on the team. We'll just see from there. And then draft picks are just draft picks. So the 31st and the 37th overall pick. So at least Colorado will be drafting in the first overall pick. And hopefully some great young players to go on with the core of Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, though he will be out all of next this upcoming season, which really does sting for the team. So we'll see how Colorado approaches this. Now from the Montreal Canadiens standpoint, Alex Newhook put 30 points in 82 games. He is 22 years of old, years of age. He is a centerman, and I really think he's taking good steps. And then just this past season when they won the Stanley Cup, he had 33 points in 71 games. So overall, I like this from the Montreal standpoint as they do get another young player that I think that can make a really big impact and when Montreal becomes back to playoff Stanley Cup good team which that probably won't happen for the next like four years because obviously you have to make the playoffs first before you could say you win a Stanley Cup so really I like this move a lot the more I think of it from both sides all right we have another one to talk about the Pierre-Luc Dubois saga has came to an end as the Winnipeg Jets have traded Pierre-Luc Dubois to the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for Gabriel Velarde, Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kupari, and a second overall pick. So right now, from the Winnipeg Jets standpoint, now, honestly, for pretty much almost every hockey fan, including myself, we all thought Pierre-Luc Dubois was going to go to the Montreal Canadiens. And he said he wanted to go to the Montreal Canadiens, but it appears he has changed his mind and said he wanted to go to the LA Kings. So it really didn't give the Winnipeg Jets enough like flexibility for who may they might want to return, who, what do they else want to send to LA. And also part of it, Pierre-Luc Dubois also signs an eight-year, $8.5 million extension with the Los Angeles Kings. So before I talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois and the extension, here's the quick thoughts for the LA Kings. So Gabriel Velarde, very young center, 23 years of age, Four points in five games during the playoffs for the Los Angeles Kings. And in the regular season, 41 points in 63 games. So right now, Gabriel Velarde is a young center that I think is capable of putting 20-plus goals. I don't know about every single season, but seems to be a bit constantly. Like, he did score 10 goals in the 2021 season and then only five in 25 games played. So, I actually think Gabriel Velarde can be a very good, solid piece to have as, honestly, Jets don't have Pierre-Luc Dubois. They did get rid of Patrick Laine. So, he could be a good part of their core in the near future. Now, as for Alex Iafalo, 29 years of age, he's pretty much more of a bottom six that is capable of scoring 15 to 20 goals a season. And the reason why I say 20 is because he's actually came to 20 goals twice but back in the 2019-2020 and the 21-2022 season. He scored 17 both those times. Now, he is a very hard worker, very hard-checking kind of forward. And I think the Jets are going to like having Ayafal around as he will protect all the young stars that the Jets have on their team. Now, as for Rasmus Kupari not too much to say other than the point. The offense is getting better. Uh, he did just complete his third season in the NHL, which he went from one one goal in seven games to 13 points in the 21-22 season. And then last season, he puts up 15. So I think 
the offense potential is there. It is growing. It is going to get better. And I think he can also be a part of the Jets' future core, just like Gabriel Velarde. All right, so let's talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois. So I guess I'm kind of not surprised at the end of the day with the heavy payment that he got. After all, Pierre-Luc Dubois did score a career high with 63 points in 73 games and then just four points in five games in the playoffs for the Winnipeg Jets. So overall, I like this. Now, while more, I'm more shocked, but I do think Pierre-Luc Dubois, the Los Angeles Kings center depth is going to be pretty filthy with Philippe Deneau, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Anze Kopitar as the top nine. Now, Luc Dubois can be maybe a first-line center once Kopitar retires, but overall, this really came as a bit of a shock for me. And overall, it's also surprising that this is Pierre-Luc Dubois' third NHL team now. And I really think he can be a bit of a solid impact for the Los Angeles Kings, especially in the center depth. So I like this. Although the 8.5, I don't agree with the 8.5, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. I do think it's a bit of a steep for the Los Angeles Kings, but like I've said, doesn't come as a bit of a shock at this point for me. And now for a, another player trade rumor that has finally came to an end. The Kevin Hayes saga has finally came to an end as Kevin Hayes has been traded to the St. Louis Blues along with 50% salary retained by the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for a 2024 six-round pick. Now, I'm surprised that that's it. Then there were a bunch of rumors that players were also going to get sent between the trade. Now, I think it all went down because Tory Krug was not willing to waive his no-move trade clause to the Philadelphia Flyers. There were even reports that Travis Sanheim was supposed to be part of the package. Overall, I I feel like Philly kind of fleeced St. Louis a bit. Now, yes, the Blues are going to eat up the rest of Kevin Hayes' contract, and the Flyers are going to have to pay 50% of it. But my first reaction was, that's it? Just a six-round pick? I really don't got too much to say. Now, the Blues obviously don't plan on... Now, that's just really it, because while, yes, the St. Louis Blues don't plan on going on a full-on rebuild, at least from their point, I, I think they may just do, like, a retool and then get back to postseason connection. So, I like the addition of Kevin Hayes. Very good, solid player. But, honestly, like, that's it. Like, Daniel Breer definitely fleeced St. Louis, if I'm being honest. And I felt like the return could have been worth a bit more, but... Not a bad one, if I'm also being completely honest. All right, now we got another trade. The Calgary Flames have traded Tyler Toffoli to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for restricted free agency signing rights to Igor Sharangovich and a 2023 third-round pick, which is number 80 overall. My first thoughts were, wow, I like this a lot from both sides. Now, quick point of view from the Flames standpoint, it's quite clear that Toffoli was going to be one of those players that was going to be dealt from the Calgary Flames as a lot of players have expressed their opinion that they want to leave. And right now, I don't. I think the Flames did right by at least trading one of their better players in Toffoli in exchange for a younger player in Igor 
Sharankov. Now, the 2023 third-round pick, it's whoever they get, but for Igor... He is a 25-year-old center. Now, also, quick disclaimer, Igor did sign a two-year, $6.2 million extension. So he also just signed a pretty underrated contract. And he's also pretty capable of scoring 20-plus goals because he, he he's also not shy from that because he did do that last season. And he did score 13 this past season for 30 points. Now, I really think he could be a good part of the Flames' core going forward along with Jonathan Huberto. So, overall, I like this. And then from the New Jersey Devils side, I really like this a lot, that the Devils, I don't know if i call Toffoli a veteran yet, but I like how they get a very solid top six capable winger of producing points, as he did produce 73 points last season for the Flames in all 82 games. And he's also capable of scoring 30-plus goals a season, as he has now done it twice and he could easily score 20 plus like in his sleep if he really wanted to and i and i like this with the flames top 6 of jack hughes, tyler Toffoli, nico hiche i i think the devils are one team to watch for next season they're they sound like a pretty fun team we have another one to talk about the tampa bay lightning have traded ross colton to the colorado avalanche in exchange for the 37th overall pick now, the 37th overall pick was the one that the Avalanche first originally got from the Alex Newhook trade. So, this is actually some pretty smart piece moving by the Colorado Avalanche. Now, Ross Colton, who's only 26 years old, and I think he could slip in right away as the Avalanche do basically need another forward with Gabriel Landeskog being gone for the entire 23-24 season. Now, Ross Colton put up 32 points in 81 games. And in the playoffs, only four points in six games. Now, Ross Colton is a two-time Stanley Cup winner, so I think he can fit in perfectly with the Colorado Avalanche. And I also believe that with his experience, and he's also, Ross Colton's also a very good, like, middle six player that can, like, throw the body, chirp in offense here and there. So I, I don't got too much to say other than I just like this a lot from both sides. We have another trade. The, the Pittsburgh Penguins have acquired Stanley Cup champion Riley Smith from the Las Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for a 2024 third-round pick. Now, obviously, with all teams after the Stanley Cup, it is sad and stinks to see key players go, and Riley Smith was one of them. Riley Smith is a top-six player, maybe I could say top-nine as well, who's also pretty solid offensively. And I think he could actually fill in nicely with the Pittsburgh Penguins on like uh, for the guys like Mal Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang, and countless others. So on the Vegas standpoint, it, it it does stink to see one of one of their like longest tenure players, like when they first started, leave and Riley Smith. And hopefully they could add more players come free agency. And as for Pittsburgh, this is actually a pretty nice addition. I think Riley Smith will actually fit in pretty nicely overall with Pittsburgh. And another trade, the Detroit Red Wings have acquired Kaylor Yamamoto and Quinn Cawson from the Edmonton Oilers in exchange for future considerations. Okay, so the key word there is future considerations, so not really sure what the Oilers are going to get in return. So just from the Red Wings standpoint, we'll see if now... Obviously, Kaylee Yamamoto is a free agent, and he did sign with a different team. 
And I don't know too much about Clem Costin, so I can't say much about him, but this was just basically the Red Wings taking on Cap, just to put it in an overall. And now, two more trades that involve my Chicago Blackhawks, and I just wanted to save that best for last, so you can all hear my thoughts, especially from me being a Blackhawk fan. So the first one is, the Chicago Blackhawks have acquired Josh Bailey and a 2026 second-round pick from the New York Islanders in exchange for future considerations. So... Future considerations, obviously, from the Islanders' standpoint, I I guess, like, you know, they did have to get rid of money, so we'll see what the Hawks send back in return. Now, obviously, Josh Bay, the Blackhawks did, they were planning on buying out the final year of Josh Bailey's contract at $5 million. So, overall, I like this a lot from Kyle Davidson. Now, to me, this trade feels like a whatever at this moment, depending who they trade back to the Islanders. It's just Kyle Davidson, you know, the Blackhawks want to get to the cap limit and they're smartly using money and eating up a salary cap. So that's just basically it. And I'm also going to squeeze this one in. The Chicago Blackhawks have acquired Corey Perry from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for a 2024 seventh round pick. So obviously with the Tampa Bay Lightning being in cap crunch or cap hell, whatever you want to call it. Um, so... Obviously, they did have to get rid of money, and Corey Perry is a was an unrestricted free agent, and he did sign a one-year, $4 million extension with the Chicago Blackhawks. So, overall, from the Blackhawks' standpoint, I like this a lot, and now that they got Corey Perry on the team for next season, I actually like it more, and Corey Perry's a capable, still capable offensive guy. Now... Quick disclaimer, I don't think he's any superstar by all means. Like, obviously, he's a shell of himself, but he's still, like, a very solid offensive player as he did score 12 goals last season with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, obviously, I do feel bad for the guy. Still, the fact that he went to three Stanley Cup finals in a row and lost all three. And another thing I think he can chirp in with the block, with the Blackhawks is... That if, like, if someone does go out and hit Connor Bedard, watch out. It will not be fun. That the fact that court they'll have to face either Corey Perry, or Nick Foligno, or possibly anybody else who they get during free agency. So I I actually really like what Kyle Davidson has done so far this off season. And the one last thing, if you ever want to give me your thoughts and opinions, you can always. Give me your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at Billman Sports and Instagram at Billman Sports Guy. So thank you for tuning in to episode number 113 of Billman the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Billman. Stay tuned for episode number 114. Peace.